Welcome to National Poetry Month at the Other Pages. My name is Steve Spinudis, and I curate the series each year with help and contributions from Bob Lair, Kashiana Singh, and Nelson Howard Miller. I'm coming to you from Coral Springs, Florida, on the eastern edge of the Everglades. As a novelist, and one who subjects his characters to perils that sometimes go off the charts, I recognize they need resilience, but they also need anchors. Some thought, or person, or place that provides them a concept of stability when nothing else can, and their world is in utter chaos. Think about your own life. Do you know what your anchors are? Continuing this train of thought, poets often do the same thing, or at least something similar. You realize it sometimes when they describe a person or place or thing or event, and how it connected with them in their past, and how they look for something with relatable resonance in the present to hold on to. Today's poem, El Florida Room, by Richard Blanco, is about a very specific place as the anchor to a life. I'm not going to go deep into his biography. There's plenty on him at the Poetry Foundation website, or you can go to his own website at richard-blanco.com. I'm just going to comment on two things. One is that he's an inaugural poet. That means he was chosen to read at a U.S. presidential inauguration. There are only a very few of those. Amanda Gorman is in very select company. She makes number five. Blanco was number four. The other thing is that he's an engineer slash writer slash poet, something I aspire to be. And yes, probably something there's not very many of either. Defining terms, a Florida room, generally, is a room at the back of a house with windows that look out onto garden flowers. Ideally, the windows are big and also let in lots of sun. Ideally, there are flowers to be looked at, and ideally the windows are louvered to let in fresh air. In Richard Blanco's case, not a study or a den, but El Florida, as my mother called it. A pretty name for the room with the prettiest view of the lipstick red hibiscus puckered up against the windows, the tepid breeze laden with the brown sugar scent of loquats drifting in from the yard. And also a room where the experiences of being inside and outside merge somewhat. He continues, not a sunroom, but where the sun both rose and set. All day the shadows of banana trees fan dancing across the floor, and if it rained, it rained the loudest, like marbles plunking across the roof under constant threat of coconuts ready to fall from the sky. Note that he repeatedly describes what it is by stating what it is not. How the name was not the important thing, the experience was. Even something as ordinary as watching TV. Further down in the poem, Blanco elaborates, Not a TV room, but where I watched Creature Feature as a boy, clinging to my brother, safe from vampires, in the same sofa where I fell in love with Clint Eastwood and my abuelo watching westerns, or pitying women crying in telenovelas with my abuela. There's much more detail. Blanco comments on the mementos of a life, the small knickknacks that fill the room, its somewhat kitschy decor, and his memories of the people who lived their lives there, including his mother, father, aunt, grandparents, and himself, all done sparingly and beautifully in the space of only a few lines. He ends with the realization that, for all the reasons listed above, the place is an anchor for him, and though it may not seem like much now, to him it is far from empty. His memories fill the space as if his life is an old friend sitting beside him on the familiar couch in the familiar place of his childhood. El Florida Room Not a study or a den, but El Florida, as my mother called it. A pretty name for the room with the prettiest view of the lipstick red hibiscus puckered up against the windows, 
the tepid breeze laden with the brown sugar scent of loquats drifting in from the yard. Not a sunroom, but where the sun both rose and set, all day the shadows of banana trees fan dancing across the floor, and if it rained, it rained the loudest, like marbles plunking across the roof under constant threat of coconuts ready to fall from the sky. Not a sitting room, but El Florida, where I sat alone for hours with butterflies frozen on the polyester curtains and faces of Liargo figurines, sad angels, clowns, and princesses with eyes glazed blue and gray, gazing from behind the glass doors of the wall cabinet. Not a TV room, but where I watched Creature Feature as a boy, clinging to my brother, safe from vampires, in the same sofa where I fell in love with Clint Eastwood and my abuelo watching westerns, or pitying women crying in telenovelas with my abuelo. Not a family room, but a room where my father twirled his hair while listening to Eight Tracks of Elvis, reading Nietzsche and Kant a few months before he died, where my mother learned to dance alone as she swept, and I learned salsa pressed against my Tia Julia's enormous breasts. At the edge of a city, in the company of crickets, beside the empty clothesline, telephone wires, and the moon, tonight my life is an old friend sitting with me, not in the living room, but in the light of El Florida, as quiet and necessary as any star shining above it. Once again, this is Steve Spinutis for theotherpages.org. You can read the full text of Richard Blanco's poem online at poets.org slash poem slash el dash florida dash room or on the Poetry Foundation website. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying these commentaries and the poem selections, please share them either the text versions or the podcasts on social media. You can find more at theotherpages.org or the other pages on Facebook or on Tumblr.